Hey, and welcome to Heated Waves. I'm your boy, Mr. Brad Stone. But I'm here with my boy, Jay Mack, tonight. Uh, no Jay uh, Bones and no D Weezy. They're uh, out doing other things, but that's okay. We're starting a new segment tonight. We're going to talk about some UFC. Uh, we've been wanting to do it. We're going to talk about some John Jones and just UFC in general. Touch on a little bit of Conor McGregor. Yeah, of course. The psycho. The famous <laughs> McGregor. Notorious. Yeah. He's a beast. But uh, talk about first. You want to go on John Jones? Yeah, I've got a whole lot to talk about on Mr. Jones. Um, Heat it up. So, as you all know, I usually talk about stats and things of that nature first. So we're just going to go ahead and talk about six foot four, two hundred five pounds is the weight class he fights at, which is the light heavyweight division. Um, he walks around probably close to 230 pounds, 235 yeah, pounds, somewhere he, in there. He don't really look 6'4". Um, I mean, he looks like a 6'2", 6'1". No, he's a... Well, he's lanky. Do, I, don't, I don't know yeah, if you lanky. know about this. Do, do, you, do you know who his brothers are? Mm-hmm. No, really. Arthur and Chandler Jones, both in the NFL. Really? Oh, Chandler, Chandler Jones? Chandler Jones. That's his brother? That's his brother, and so is Arthur Jones. Chandler Jones, was he defensive? Defensive, player? yeah, defensive end or defensive tackle. Um, and then uh, Arthur is uh, offensive lineman, I'm pretty sure. Huh. So they probably play against each other. Or um, he might, he might play defense as well. I'm not sure. I know Chandler is like the more popular player in the NFL. Oh, of course, yeah. Because I haven't really heard about other guy. But I didn't know that was his brother. Yeah, so, I knew he had family, but I didn't think it was his brother. So John Jones has two older brothers that play in the NFL as well. So. Mama Jones, you know, Mama Jones takes care of. I, she actually, she had some really bad health issues. She had to get like amputated and stuff like that. Which was really, yeah, no, yeah, it was really, really scary stuff. There, was actually not too long ago. But uh, yeah, the, the Jones genes are very strong. Um, so anyway, yeah, and John grew up being the smallest of the three at six foot four and. Two hundred thirty some odd pounds. Yeah, it's a the that's as tall as I am. So the biggest in my family. Right. <laughs> um, he uh, is thirty years old. He's about to have a birthday, I believe. Yeah, so. next month. Um, so his official record as of right now is twenty three and one. We covered that one a little bit on the last show. Where, I thought it was twenty two and one because that last Cormier was an undecision, uh, well, no contest. My it point. was no overturned, contest. so I guess technically twenty two one and one. one. I mean, it depends on. I just say twenty two and one or twenty three. But well, he, they, he did win the fight. But well, if it's if, if it was reversed, then it will be uh, listed as a no contest. As like it's that's a different. It, sh- it should be listed as 22-1-1 if it was reversed. Um, but yeah, I had it listed as... I, I gave him a win on that fight because he did. He won by a KO. Like he-, he-, he did win the fight. It just got overturned. So in my eyes, if that's in the street or whatever, there's no overturning street fight. All right. You're not going to say no, no. So, yeah, I, I-, I don't know. I, uh, without getting too... Um, raw, raw. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Political or anything like that, you know. Uh, yeah, either 22 or 23 wins, one loss, and that was the Matt Hamill loss that I was talking about, and that was a disqualification that even Dana White said should have been overturned. But um, he uh, has one of the longest, if not the longest reach in the business at 84 and a half inches, um, which is well over his height at 6'4". Uh, 
also he has a 45 inch leg reach which Jeez. is something that a lot of people don't take into consideration they only care about arm reach now he's lanky um, and yeah he's all leg uh they used to call him it, his nickname is Bones Jones, and they used to call him Chicken Bones Jones, or, you know, something like that, because little chicken legs, and that's, you know, they always say he uh, he missed Lake Day all the time, you know. He was a uh, Lake Day. He was a um, Lake Day. He uh, registered one performance of the night, four fight of the night, one knockout of the night, and two submission of the nights, uh, and his stay thus far in the UFC, which is, I think, pretty awesome. I mean, dude, he's possibly a great guy. He fought the who's who, that's for damn sure. And he, some people probably will try to argue that, say some of these guys were maybe at the end of their career, but actually, no. These were all prime no, guys. they were all, yeah. Everybody like, was pretty damn well in their prime. I mean, uh, it's just a gang of dudes in a row he just whooped. He has a career 56% striking accuracy and 65% striking defense. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, better to... Not get hit. Take, his, take yeah. less hits. You get right. you know longevity is the key. Right. You do that by not getting hit. Especially being a champion, five rounds. Ninety-five percent takedown defense. Damn. You're not taking them down. He's got that length, so you got a lot of uh, what is it? Uh, leverage. Uh-huh. He's got he, a lot of leverage. And he's tall, everybody has talked about how he is insanely strong for how he looks. And he got into powerlifting and stuff like that, but this was before that as well. He he's one of those guys that they say has like unique strength or like that that you just don't see it looking at him. Jordan was but you feel it whenever he grabs a hold of him. It's it's a whole different thing. It's almost like he has like superhuman strength. Um he was Actually, back in UFC 100, his first fight was a little bit before that, but the gigantic card of UFC 100, he was on the undercard of that. He fought against Jake O'Brien, um, a guy that's like a no-namer. It was probably... Right. Like, I was about to say who? Right. It's like, I think his third or maybe fourth fight in the UFC. Um, it was a... Uh, when he oh, uh, submitted... Oh, that was the Lesnar Beard fight. Correct. Yeah, John Jones has been around for a while. He goes, he goes back. It was a win in round two submission. Uh, in his eighth fight in the UFC, he fought against Shogun Hua uh, for the uh, UFC belt at the age of 23. Uh, so usually whenever you uh, get a championship fight, you kind of come into it with a little bit of caution. You fill out the fighter for a while, everything like that. John Jones started his championship fight with a flying knee. <laughs> Uh, that's just how confident and cocky of a guy he is. He oh, was that really? like uh, against Shogun Hula, yeah. Um, he ended up winning that fight as well to become the youngest champion ever at the age of 23, taking that honor from Shogun Hula, who also was a champion at the age of 23, but Jones was a little bit younger days wise. Yeah, wasn't he the youngest yes, ever? Absolutely. To date. Yeah. 23 years of age. That's um, crazy. So well, I mean, me and you, what the fuck were we doing? At 23? I was waiting to have a man. My, my kid was born my first life, kid. But yeah, I was waiting tables, being a dumb shit somewhere, doing right? like being irresponsible as hell. I wouldn't win no championship belt beating up motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, wasn't working out. Right. Being the best fighter in the world. So you were talking about earlier kind of the murderer's row of oh, guys that he had fought. Uh... After he takes the belt from Shogun, he defends it against Rampage Jackson, who's yeah. been around since the Pride days. 
submits his ass. The gigantic slam of Ricardo Arona, where he picks him up over his head, slams <laughs> him down on the ground. It's the, one of the most violent things you've ever seen in sports entertainment. Um, Rampage was... He was a bad Violent. Guy. I liked watching him. Violent individual. He was a good guy. Yeah, yeah he was um, scary. He was. Uh, he... Uh, What's his tattoo say on his arm? I think it says like Street God or something like that. <laughs> like, and yeah, like that dude, he was he was legit. Just like, picking he, out guys on the street. I'm fucking fighting you today. He he didn't give a fuck. Um, after Rampage, he fought Leota Machida. Let's not forget he um, choked out Quentin. Uh, Rampage. I watched that. I remember watching that fight. What it was a rear naked choke or whatever. And he chokes his ass out. And then <clears throat> chokes up Machida yeah. as well with a standing guillotine, puts him to sleep, and then just drops him. That was one of the best fights. That was a sick fight. I mean, I was at probably Buffalo Wild Wings, wherever the hell it was with Trav, mm-hmm. a few other guys. Which that was a great, great fucking fight. That that was one of the first fights that really tested John's chin. Well, any, anybody that fights Leota Machida's tested, except that motherfucker runs away the whole time, plays that defense, that runaway defense. But then gets his lips so fast, right? But he's just like Cobra. I was kind of scared for Jones in that fight. I'm not gonna lie. I I was like, man, this might be when he may lose by decision. Every one of these names, I was like, ooh, this could be tough. Ooh, this might be the especially the next one after that. Rashad Evans. I mean, Sugar Rashad. Yeah, he was in his prime, and they did not like each other. They they used to train together, and they 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 trained together at uh, Jackson Winklejohn and. Rashad ended up going and starting the Black Zillions down in Florida because he left because he felt I think it was a good dress with it was beforehand oh. it, it was a little bit before that like they they had animosity and uh, he felt that I believe that Jones was getting like the preferential coaching and the treatment and stuff like that and so he wanted to do his own thing so he went and started his own crew and the fucking the Black Zillions were fucking scary back in the day too. That was Tyrone Spong. They had fucking too many fucking people. I can't even think of right now, honestly. Um, Rashad Evans, of course. But yeah, after Rashad Evans, go to Vitor Vitor Belfort. When he was in his prime, and I'm still. pretty sure he was TRT'd the fuck out of his mind. Uh, <laughs> he looked they, like a psycho. Well, they allowed. Testosterone replacement therapy is what TRT is. So huh. there were people that said that they had low testosterone counts, which they did. Which part of that is cycling off of steroids, but whatever. Um, or maybe not cycling off, but after you've done steroids early in your life, it depletes your testosterone count at an earlier age. So these guys are saying they have low testosterone and they need testosterone and uh, boosts. <laughs> so like. Alistair Overeem, he they test they tested his testosterone one time and it was his count was over twelve hundred. Like a normal count is going to be at about a hundred. God damn! Right, yeah, that dude's swole. Yeah. Um, so he not ever tested positive for anything bad. Uh, back in the day, he did. Um, his his claim is that he eats horse meat. And that's where he gets all of his stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, yeah um, he's that he's from it He's from Holland. Yeah. He, he, and they, it's readily available over there. So he just eats horse, and that's it's high in protein, and that's where he says he gets. Okay, his well, even just though it's still illegal, and it doesn't make it right, right? Just because you ate it, you didn't know it was at some meat. Well, you fucking obviously did. You're um, full of shit, dude. 
Yeah. I bet your fucking horses look like that too, all beefed up. Right, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they look like. Yeah. Uh, after Vitor, he fought Chael Sonnen. Yeah, Chael Sonnen was, you know, kind of at the back end of his career, but still a good fighter. Yeah, he was always one of those guys that Should've was... Should have taken out Silva. He gave up that fight. He, yeah, that's a whole different subject. Right? Like Sonnen was kind of known for winning until the last minute and then choking at the end. Literally choking. <laughs> Get choked out. Um, after Chael... So the fight with Alexander Gustafson. That was um, a good one. It was. And Jones was fucked up out of his mind. He partied the entire week before that fight. Did not train. Didn't give a fuck. Like, well, that's part of his problem. That's his whole problem. Like, well, not stop. his whole problem. Well, the people he's around is more of the problem, too. I mean, that's half of it as well. Half of the battle to be won is the crowd you're in. And he's not around good people. <laughs> After him was uh, Glover Teixeira. Who a lot of people don't know who Glover Teixeira is. Pretty good fighter. Before he was in the UFC, he fought over in Brazil, and he was one of the top five fighters in the world for a long time. That was outside of the UFC, and he comes over to the UFC and has a lot of success right off the bat. Glover, his problem, he had visa issues and couldn't ever get over into the U.S. <laughs> and shit he didn't get over here until he was older. He was like 35, 36, something like that. And he missed the peak of his career. That sucks. And uh, he he would have been one of That's the monsters. Glover was scary. Um, after Glover, uh, he fought DC, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, little pussy ass. That's whenever the first time on their way in or whatever. That was whenever they got in that little scuffle. Yeah. Right? So that was that was actually like a press conference or like it was like a yeah, USC like weigh-ins, one eighty two. Yeah, it was, and they uh, it was a promo and weigh-ins and shit like that. It was a it was like a weigh-in photo shoot. It wasn't like an yeah. official weigh-in, yeah. but they like it was like a stare down and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they come in and end up going forehead Jam. to forehead and uh, they go forward to forehead and, uh, Jones pushes off and like pushes in like his chest and mouth and face and stuff like that. And then they just start throwing hands. And <laughs> Dave Scholler is the name of the guy that was <laughs> trying to step in between them. And he, he's a guy like he, he didn't know what the fuck to do. Like, he's not a fighter. He's not anything. He's a, he's a suit. <laughs> like, he, he wears a suit. Like, he doesn't know anything like that. And he was a fill-in that day as well. So, he was totally taken off off guard by it. But he just kind of like, there's a picture of his face that was, he is terrified. He doesn't know <laughs> what to do. It's just frozen in time. Dave Scholler was just like, oh, my Lord what do I do? You know, and it's, it's, it's a pretty priceless picture. Big John McCarthy in there. Some, yeah. Somebody. <laughs> Here's uh, the guy I don't know. Not really heard of. Ovin St. Pru. Yeah. Okay. Not real big. So, OSP. Uh, they always have he, short nicknames. Right. Shit. Um, he's a, he played college football, came up with a big name because of his uh, college football prowess, which I looked up one time and, he only played like one year, and I don't even remember where it was. Like, not even like, it was. It was a good sized college, but um, he came up and was big in other organizations because I mean he's got big power. He's explosive. He's a gigantic football player, you know. So uh, he came up and started making a big name for himself. Honestly, the thing that he's super popular for right now is he's 
he's done a thing called the Von Flu choke, which <laughs> is honestly Sounds German. It's, it's named after a former fighter. Been too long since I've heard about him, but uh, the Von Flu choke. It's like it's a defensive offensive move. Like you have to be in a guillotine, and then you wrap your arms around and put like them around the head and neck and arms and then rotate your body and your choke and like you step over their legs and start rotating your body and your choke is a more powerful choke than their choke and once you lock it in it'll take less time for that than their choke will so once you lock yours in they go to sleep you go to sleep and yeah it's it's a defensive offensive it's really it's really really strange but um yeah von flu perfected it and honestly uh saint prue has kind of gone he he's he's got as many von flu chokes as von flu had like in the ufc i believe so i mean it's just a kind of his mood he's been doing he, he had a submission one just a couple of nights ago or maybe last night or something like that but uh after that he uh, came back and fought dc one last time and that was the beat him and uh, yeah the one where he fucked over his career till yeah. now so and yeah what's <laughs> that's exactly what he did fucked over his he, career he did this is uh, this Bad. is a guy that is such a great fucking fighter and he the cocaine the partying like, can you imagine being his friends? How they must feel being around the most badass dude in the world, right? One of the greatest fighters ever in the world that fuck up people like their mentality. Right. Being their friend. Like, that's not a good crowd to be around is what I was trying to say earlier about the whole crowd thing. Like, he's not with a good crowd because you know they're supporting him. Being like, oh, yeah, beat his ass or talk shit to this guy or, you know. And he's got a lot of money, so he has pool. He has, you know, he can go anywhere he wants. But yeah, he doesn't need to come back till August uh, 2018. Like well, he didn't reapply for his license back or whatever. Think, think about this too. Like he, he's got two brothers in the NFL too. So right, he, with even more money. Right. Help so him. if he wants to go hang with family, shitty people. what's he gonna do there? Right. You like, know, what kind of friends do they have? Like, of life. Right. So like, it's, it's, worse. it's almost kind of like not even his fault. And uh, I mean, it, it is. Don't get me wrong. It's it. You do what you do when you deal with your consequences. You, right. you pay the you pay the piper um but that being said you're gonna go stay with family like what are you like you're gonna, are you gonna do i mean it's I just know, not a good mix right and i don't you know even if he does reapply in august they can still tell him that and it's even longer that we have to watch him not fight and like like we were saying earlier he's gonna be 31 here in a month so i mean your career in the u.s sure. the older you get unless you're just one of these crazy guys like gsp and shit like that right. it just fighting. See, that's kind of taking time off like GSP did, I think, is a fantastic idea. Uh, I gotta go the other way with that. My part of it is because these guys, and and it all depends on how you train. It all, like, let let me rephrase. Like, is GSP still training in your eyes? He is still training, but he doesn't spar, he doesn't do things like that. The people that grew up sparring and stuff like that, it's those guys that I say it's smart if they take a little bit of a leave of absence. Yeah, those guys that do that. It's all about longevity. If you take a couple years off to where you're not training, to where you're not doing everything to the level of being an absolute peak performance for a fight, if you're not redlining your body per se, 
the entire time because there's no off season for fighters. Like you're training at all times because you yeah have even to if be, it is like a six eight months that until your next fight right you're, you're training you, every day you have to be unless you're Good somebody job. like Johnny Hendricks who fucks off and then you miss weight every single time then yeah you stay in relative shape the entire year and then you cut just a you know the 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 weight that you need that isn't going to be detrimental to your performance and then you fight you know but. All these guys, or most of these guys, are staying in relative good shape, you know. But that being said, they're all training hardcore. And if you take time off like GSP did and not take the blows to the head, which is what his problem was, the, the dude lost track of time. Like, well, he, he has, he has, like, the, he, I don't know. I thought it was longer than what it was. He's, his last fight was November 4th, 2017 against Bisbee. So I guess it isn't as long as I thought it's been. I thought it's been a lot long. Like, I thought it's been like two years. Before that, it was. Okay, well, then maybe that's where I'm... Oh, 2013. So he yeah. had that four-year span right. off. I got you. Um, but, but, I mean, he came back and he beat his ass that yeah. fight. So, like, I mean... In the, you, yeah, I guess I can understand well, your perspective. Well, it, 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 like I said, it depends on how, like... Younger fighters like Max Holloway or like uh, younger champions and like Connor, the guys that haven't grown up like sparring all the time, they don't necessarily need to take a leave or anything like that, in my opinion. The guys that do, the guys that would benefit from it are the guys that are the seasoned veterans that have taken. You you only get so many punches. You can only right. take so many punches. Like, Absolutely. Every, everybody has a number. And if you're eating those up, in practice and in sparring and stuff like that, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to let your the rest of your body rest so it can kind of catch up. That way you can at least come into the fight with a healthy body and then try to defend the brain instead of all these guys are hurt at all times. Like there's not no such thing as a healthy fighter. And that's because they're, right. they're all training at all fucking times. So yeah, there's a part so of that's going to be hurt. When GSP came back for this fight, he was 100%. Well, actually he wasn't. He was... Uh, suffering from colitis, actually, which is something that a lot of people... Ulcerated colitis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something that a lot of people didn't know about. Um, I didn't know and, that until uh, four years ago. Yeah. And uh, he... It's... No, it's not fun. Like, nah, it's, it's super painful. Eating spicy they, food. Uh, like, they... Yeah, they they go in and they can... Like, tested? It's colon and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, the colonoscopy and yeah, shit, you know, fun. They can remove some of your colon and stuff uh, like that. Like, it, it can get bad, but uh, yeah, GSP came into the fight into the fight with no injuries to speak of. Like, I mean, I mean, in, you shouldn't in a four-year. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Though. Physically, that's, yeah, no. virus, you know, having right, something like that. Right. I, I understand, but, but you can fight out that and fight. No other think. fighter I can almost bet anything on that trains year-round is going into any fight injury-free. No. So that's where I say, and maybe not take a four-year layoff, but if you can take a year to let your body rest and to do nothing but rehab your body or get in, like, a cryo chamber or to, You like, think those things work? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um heals faster when things are super cold. Like, so what those do right, to my understanding. Right, exactly. So why not intensify that and do it on your entire body after your workout and your recovery is cut in a third or in half or whatever, you know, like right. it's, it's, it, it does work. I, I mean, there's a, 
there's plenty of studies showing that it actually does work. But anyways, uh, getting back on to uh, Mr. Jones. Um, he defended his light heavyweight belt eight times, which is a record, and has finished nine opponents by KO or submission past Chuck Liddell for light heavyweight division. So um, They keep going at it, too. Over, like, Twitter and shit? Yeah. To fight. Well, like, Chuck wants to come back and you fight. You don't want none of him, boy. I'm telling you. Chuck Liddell get knocked out unless he slipped in a couple of them. Whoa. See, that's, that's one of those things, though. Like, Chuck's whole Chuck's whole thing for not fighting anymore is because he got punchy. He's <laughs> How long has he not fought? Like, that might that's have given him enough time to read. Re- oh, he's in his 40s, right? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but he took a lot of punches from he some did. badass dudes. He like did. him fighting Tito, however many fucking times they just beat each other's ass. He fought Tito twice. Well, that last time he beat the and second he time he beat Randy the fuck out of Yeah, years. God, dude, those are fights right there. I believe, or maybe that's vice versa. But either way, he he fought the who's who too. But I mean, whenever you get knocked out by a Rich Franklin jab, which <laughs> he did, that's. Not that's that's where your career needs to start slowing down. You know, I mean, you should. Do you be, think maybe through it? No, he. I don't at all. I mean, I think those are things that happen as well. I know it's a totally different topic, but Forrest Griffin, Anderson Silva, a stepping back jab from Anderson Silva does not knock out the best chin in UFC back in the day of Forrest Griffin. It does if you get knocked out two times in sparring the week before, which uh, he did. So so what? He got when knocked I, out, but he still had a chin. Whenever he a stepping back jab, I just don't see that. It's all about accuracy. Like, and he just like like flared. He like, broke his jaw with that one punch. Forrest got knocked out two times. Maybe it's because I'm so biased training. of him because he was my like, favorite fighter. Hey, I love Forrest Griffin too. He so was like, he was like awesome. the Hammond Bonner fight. Absolutely, like that. I, the the whole like yeah he he uh, that was that's the whole thing that I'm talking about with the whole training and sparring before fighting. That's what happens. You get touched in practice and sparring, and it changes things. Yeah, you eventually you, you get a little scared, and, and it just and changes how you face. Everybody fights. has a number, and as soon as you like, if you do get touched and you get put out hard in practice, it doesn't take near the punch or kick or elbow or whatever to put you out afterwards because you're still concussed. You take It takes a while to regain from concussions. Like right. whenever, like, you, you can be out for multiple weeks, like months sometimes with concussions. These guys are fighting. They're getting punched and kicked and elbowed and kneed and, and concussed. <laughs> and concussed hard right. where they're unconscious for multiple minutes. And then comes back and fights the best Anderson Silva there ever was. Like, I, like they're, they're, it's, I understand what, like, what, what you're saying and how he, anybody could think that how could Forrest get dropped like that. But that's how. Like, he got dropped. Still blows me away. Oh, oh, it does. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those deals. I mean, it's, you, everybody is invincible until... They get touched, you know. Right. And whenever those guys spar and practice and everything like they did back in the day before they realized all the CTE and all the brain damage and trauma and this, that, and the other, half the fighters that fight now don't spar. If they spar, it's one time a week or one time a month or something like that. And they, they just don't do it. It's not healthy. It's not good for the longevity of the career. 
The whole idea is to make money and to get fights. You don't get fights if you're hurt. You don't get fights if you can't fight. Right. So. They'll like, pull you from the car and put somebody else in there. They sure will. Like, you have to pass physicals. You have to be, like, they, they won't let you go if they don't think that you are able to fight. They won't let you fight, period. Right. So, I mean, I've seen them. I, I've seen cards where fighters were in the locker room getting ready to come out and they had issues and couldn't fight. Like Stefan Struve, the gigantic seven foot or six foot eleven skyscraper Struve, he had heart issues and was in the locker room. Is that the earlier UFC and, days guy? Uh he he was I mean this he still fights now. Oh, um he? yeah, he was he's been around for seven, eight years uh, probably but I think it was somebody different. Um, he uh, yeah, he's just one of those guys that uh he had a different medical issue, and it kind of like had a flare up or whatever right before he went out. And they just they canceled the fight right then there. I mean, they're not going to let you fight if they're if somebody dies, they're fucked. Like, you're really? never yeah, you're never going to hear the end of it. It's going to be like I mean, be absolutely terrible for the sport.